Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. Studio 34. This is the BFFs. He is Frank Stample. He is EY Eric Young. And I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's happening, bud? Frankie, double digits. Week 10 is here. And I love that all of the primetime games in week 10 are all pretty good ones. I'm excited for tonight. Oakland Raiders and Los Angeles Chargers. We got the Vikings and Cowboys Sunday night. We got a great Monday night game between the Seahawks and 49ers as well. I'm pretty pumped. How you doing, buddy? How'd you sleep last night? I slept very well last night. Slept great. You don't have any pre-wedding jitters? Huh? What's going to go wrong, man? What? What's going to go wrong? Well, nothing's going to go wrong, obviously. Exactly. So what do you need to be nervous for? You know, I mean, you know what I'm nervous about? A- ask Judy. You know what She's ner- probably the one that's freaking out. Agreed. You know what I'm nervous <laughs> about? EY, it's supposed to be like 30 degrees in Nashville next week. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pouring rain here today. It definitely got cold and... Uh, I'll give you a quick news flash. Fall is here in Nashville. It was, I mean, two weeks ago, it was 90 degrees. Right. That's, that's what I was excited that's for. That's not an exaggeration. 90 degrees, like two and a half weeks ago, I was sitting in my backyard, smoking a cigar outside, and now I don't want to leave my house. Great. No, can't wait to be there next week. So you're yeah, going I mean, there good, for good holidays? Timing, too, by the way. What did you say? Good timing on your part. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Uh, I'll be there for three days. So is this just like a post-wedding? Yeah, a little bit. A little I, didn't, I didn't want to go back to work on Monday. I was like, yeah, you know I what guess I mean? That makes sense. So I don't want to do anything crazy expensive. I was like, you know what? You got cheap flight down to Nashville, stay in a hotel for a couple of days, and come back. All right. Nothing crazy. Enjoy. I, I try to enjoy it, I My guess. point is, I'm, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll just have to drink this thing warm. Sure. So. Drink. You know, with EY, this guy likes a lot of whiskey, so yeah, whiskey so we'll keeps drink. it warm in the cold. I'll drink. I'll listen to some country music. It'll be great. Uh, the, the, the bar room at my house is being updated as we speak. Yeah. Uh, massive record shelf being installed, moving All stuff right. around. Right. Uh, some of the the AEW boys are going to be in town next week and might stop by for a, a liaison. And uh, like I said to you, you and Judy are always oh, welcome. Oh, you know, it's funny because Cass- I, Cass- think young. I, was to- I was talking to Frank. And I think AEW is there Wednesday or so. And I was like... Yep. Oh, that, that's crazy! Because I'm also there Wednesday. She's like, "Can you go to AEW on uh, on this trip?" I was like, "I, 
I don't think so. You probably can't do that. Greg. You probably can't finagle that one. But probably not. You're uh, you're boys with MJF, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wanted to, you yeah. probably could. He'll probably be in town. Yeah. All right. Cool. Ey, are you gonna have Next any uh, any bubbly in in your in your uh, establishment next week? Yeah, the master master of the bubbly probably going to stop by, so we'll <laughs> we'll see. It, it depends on how late the show goes and stuff. I've been talking to a couple of the guys, so uh, wrestling is definitely a small world. Um, Frank Kazarian, Chris yeah. Daniels are two of my very very good friends, so I'm hoping that they're going to stop by and uh, the champ, the champ, Mr. Jericho, also a very very good friend of mine. So we'll see what happens. Awesome, Jericho was in New York. Jericho was in New York uh, yesterday, two days ago. Jericho's everywhere. Yeah, he, the dude's everywhere all the time. So, uh, yeah, so AEW this Saturday night, full gear. So that'll be cool. Um, also, your birthday Saturday night, Frank. We got a lot going on this weekend. Yes, it is my uh, my birthday Saturday night. I won't really be able to celebrate it. Celebrate that's why, tomorrow. That's why I'm doing it tomorrow. Friday, I'll be celebrating my birthday, and then Saturday, the big extravaganza. It's going down. All right, let's get into. Uh, what we're doing on the show today, shall we? All right. On the show, we got the leftovers coming up in just a few moments. We'll let you know who's still on the waiver wire, who's worth going out there uh, and in getting in fantasy basketball. I picked up Super Mario Herzonia. That's where we are in, in fantasy waivers. Not in our league, Frank. I know I, I didn't want to yeah. yell that. Um, we don't have anyone to drop, Craig. I, I might have been down with it, but our team is too stacked. All right. After that, we got inside injuries with Virginia Zakis. Virginia will join us today. We have coming up a Thursday night football preview. Chargers and Raiders, as Frank said, it's a good one. And then we're going to play a very special edition of Is Mike Lying with a special guest host, me. So it's Is Greg Lying? No, no, the, the show is named Is Mike Lying. I don't want to take Florio's show away from him. That's fair. But it's, Did he copyright it? I, he might have. It's trademarked. Probably not. The whole deal. <laughs> But I will fill in for Mike Florio and host Is Mike Lying uh, to wrap up today's show. I'm going to do it earlier because I want to make sure we you know, get it in. There's a lot of questions. Okay, this might be one of the only things in life that I can actually beat Eric Young at because we know I won't beat him at anything uh, involving Athletics. physicality yes. or athleticism. So this is my only shot. So I will be trying my best. I also will note, EY, Frank spent a good hour before the show studying. And I was like, are you seriously studying? What are you talking about, Greg? I'm doing my rankings. Are you really studying right now? I'm, I'm doing my rankings. What are you, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm currently doing my rankings. He's look, scared of being beaten. Up right He's scared here, of being beaten. They're right here, Greg. Look, look at the rankings page. I'm updating my rankings. Greg has no idea what he's talking about, as usual. I knew exactly what I was talking about, Frank. <laughs> I'm calling you right out. You didn't you, I felt like that's It's all right. Talking. You know what? I gotta study to to keep up uh keep up with EY. To keep pace. Yeah. All gotta right. stay sharp. So <laughs> so that is what is happening. On today's program, uh, it should be a good one. Let's start out with a couple of news and notes before we get to the leftovers. The first, AJ Green's ankle hurts. So he's like, you know what? I'm not going to play on Sunday. And we're like, yeah, we know. AJ Green, they, what, out on Sunday. What they call that, what they call that, uh, that uh, Finleyitis? Yes, exactly. Finleyitis. Finleyitis, yeah. I'm call. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. painful. Yeah, he's coming down with a serious case of it. But well, we've said this all along, right? He's going into a contract year. He wants to get paid. Why is he going to risk his health for a team that is going nowhere? They are winless. And he has said in the past that he wants to remain a Bengal for life. A lot of people say things that they don't necessarily mean. So we'll see what happens. Money talks in the offseason. I'm sure A.J. Green would like to join a contending team as well. I don't think that the Cincinnati Bengals will be contending anytime soon. The timeline just doesn't match up here. Uh, I, you know, again, I think at this point in his career, he wants to get paid. He wants to try to compete. And the Cincinnati Bengals are going through a rebuild. So 
I don't think it makes a lot of sense for him to remain with the Cincinnati Bengals, but we shall see, Greg. All right, we take a break here. When we return, the leftovers are up next. We'll let you know who's still in the waiver wire and is worth picking up. Figure it out together, the three of us, the three best friends forever, here on the BFFs. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, let me start here uh, with the leftovers portion of the program. And also, remind you, subscribe to our channel. It's now Sports Grid TV, the Fantasy Sports Network channel. It's still us, still exists. The new name is Sports Grid TV. So if you're watching us right now on YouTube, subscribe, like, leave a comment. Yeah, no more confusion, Greg. We don't, uh, we don't have a Sports Grid TV separate YouTube account now. It's just same place, same time, and nothing has changed. Only the name, it's not the Fantasy Sports Network, is Sports Grid. So make sure you subscribe. As Greg mentioned, give us a thumbs up, send us a comment, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen to us. We'd appreciate it. Now, we start with the leftovers in my, my home league where I, again, terrible team. That's a bump. Oh, yeah. That's right, Danny, you have a bump. Let's play that. This is the leftovers. Still hungry? Didn't get your fill from the waiver wire? Now I want more. The BFFs has your leftovers. Watch this. Never mind. Give me a whole lot of... Mm. All right, there we go. It's the leftovers portion of the program in my home league. My team's terrible. I might need not one, but two starting running backs. You only need to start two running backs, and I might need both of them. I am sorry. Yeah. The bye week blues. The bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. That is correct. Week blues indeed. So I lost Sony Michelle. I don't have James Conner, potentially. See what happens there. So I got to look to the leftovers, because the only running back that was out there on waivers was Kalen Balazs. And I didn't get him. I didn't care either. Because Kalen Balazs sucks. So I no, look... Lamar Miller sucks. Sorry, Lamar Miller does suck. <laughs> so I look to the leftovers, right, to try to find a starting running back. Do you have one for me? I do have an interesting name, if you are desperate, which it sounds like you are pretty desperate here, Greg. And that I'm is... There, man. Gus Edwards of the Baltimore Ravens this week. The Bengals are nine and a half point favorites. They could be playing with a big lead in this one. The last time the Ravens faced off against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, that was the exact case here. And it's a really good matchup, obviously, with the Cincinnati Bengals allowing 4.86 yards per carry to opposing running backs. They allow the second most fantasy points to running backs as well. I expect Mark Ingram to get his. I expect Lamar Jackson to also get his. Lamar Jackson didn't practice today. He's only dealing with an illness. He is okay. But in the fourth quarter of that game, they're playing with a big lead. I expect Gus Edwards to get his, you know, 6 to 10 carries, maybe even a little bit more if they do have that big lead that we all expect, Greg. So if you're desperate, I think Gus Edwards makes a lot of sense based on the matchup. So Gus Edwards, EY, somebody I am considering picking up off the waiver wire. A couple of other names. Frank Gore is out there. I know Devin Singletary stepped up. Well, Frank Gore, he can find the end zone, can he? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, he is the Infinity Stone. Uh, <clears throat> everyone, when he came out of the draft, said, oh, his knees are no good. Even if he's good in the first couple years, he won't play very long. Five years tops. Well, here we are. 2019, Frank Gore still playing football at a high level, I might add. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you could do worse than him for sure. Um, J.D. McKissick is another guy that might be available. He, to me, has looked like the best uh, Detroit Lions running back. That's not saying a whole lot, but when he's had his opportunities, he's looked the best. Scored a touchdown last week. You get J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick, somebody that's on, still on the waiver wire, and if you're desperate, kind of makes sense from a PPR perspective. Uh, J.D. McKissick, not a bad one at all, EY. For me, the other one I'm considering, kind of similar to J.D. McKissick, Gio Bernard. Why not? They're going to be down, right? Ryan Finley's had to dump it off to somebody. Well, I'm hoping that somebody is Joe Mixon. The usage for Joe Mixon has been so frustrating all season. One of the best receiving backs in his draft class coming out of college, just not being used enough in the past game. So, we shall see, Greg. They're likely playing from behind, as you mentioned. And Ryan Finley, he excels more so in these short to intermediate routes. He had a high completion percentage in the preseason, threw a lot to his running back. So I think that your thought process is correct. I would lean with EY if both are available. I do like J.D. McKissick. Last week, only played 38% of the snaps, but he found pay dirt going up against the Chicago Bears who allow a ton of receptions to opposing running backs. And since Akeem Hicks has gone down, Greg, they are now allowing a ton of fantasy points as well, and touchdowns. They have allowed eight total touchdowns to running backs over their last five games. So I think all of those names make sense. To me, Frank Gore is a little bit tougher because Devin Singletary really took over this backfield last week. Played 66% of the snaps, 20 carries, had four targets. Frank Gore had just 11 carries. He had just 15 total yards. He was stuffed three times on the goal line. Right, it wasn't a good game, he, you know. He's going up against the Cleveland Browns who, you know, you... There are fantasy points to be had against the Cleveland Browns. They're allowing 4.93 yards per carry to opposing running backs. That is the second most in the NFL. But I expect a monster game out of Devin Singletary here. Uh, is J.D. McKissick available in your league or no? Let's find out. JD if he's not, then the guys that I would lean with are Gore and Gus Edwards. Over right. Gio Bernard. Over Gio Bernard? Yeah. All right. So McKissick will be first for you? Maybe though? one of the Jets guys, too, if either is available. If Le'Veon Bell can't Katie go, McKissick he's practicing is, on a limited basis McKissick today. is owned. Okay. Um, owned is Bilal Powell available? He might be a sneaky one as well. He has is. had more snaps and more touches over the past two weeks than Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery practicing in full. There was some... Le'Veon Bell practice today? Limited, limited practice. Fine. Yeah, it's just... It's kind of... So it's, gonna, a, it's a situation where... Oh, Gus, why, Bu Gus Bus is owned also. Gus Bus? Did he just get picked up? No, I don't or, think so. oh, All right. All right, I would, I would it's Gio Bernard time! I would probably still speculate on Powell just for now. With I don't think anyone's going to pick up Gio Bernard. I agree. You're probably, yeah. I think you'll be all right with that one. All right, fantastic. I don't have any money. Yet. Frank Gore! Let's go! The Infinity Stone. Starting to fade a little bit. Yes, yes he is. Maybe not <laughs> Infinity anymore. All right, if you're in my position but you're looking for a wide receiver, Frank, where could you head to? Yeah, I think there's a few interesting names still available on the waiver wire. One of the ones that I was looking at is Debo Samuel, who played more snaps last week. He had the snap percentage up to 66% of the snaps. He had seven targets in a good matchup. Should have scored a touchdown if you were watching last Thursday night. A week ago this time, Debo Samuel dropped that touchdown, was wide open. I do not think that this Seahawks secondary is a good one. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo can have some success here. I still do think Emmanuel Sanders and George Kittle are, are one and two in the pecking order in terms of targets, but 
Debo Samuel starting to come along a little bit more here, Greg. The target's starting to come along as well. So I think Debo Samuel is an interesting name. I'll also throw out your boy, Darius Slayton of the New York Giants. It's a good matchup going up against the Jets here. You know, they actually put Tremaine Johnson on IR. Actually hurts because he's so bad. Oh, he's you, very bad. You want him to be on the field so that wide receivers can take advantage. But either way, we just saw Devontae Parker, EY's boy, and Preston Williams combined for three receiving touchdowns. Last week, we saw the week before that Gardner Minshew threw for three touchdowns against this Jets secondary. They are not good. Sterling Shepard, not looking like he's going to play. Evan Engram already ruled out. So it's Golden Tate and who? I think that Darius Slayton's actually in a good spot here against the Jets, Greg. So I agree. Darius Slayton could be an option. Uh, Benny Fowler, Cody Latimer also playing snaps at wide receiver for the Giants. But Darius Slayton, uh, who is the clear number two option in this Giants offense, going against the Jets secondary that's vulnerable. I think if you're desperate, makes sense. He's certainly out there on a lot of waiver wires. EY, what are you thinking about the wide receiver position? Those that could be left over. Yeah, I think Slayton would be the guy that I would go after first just because he's probably going to have the biggest opportunity. But another guy you want to keep your eye on maybe is is Adam Humphreys. Uh, kind of had a decent game last week. Um, Mahomes is supposed to return. They're going to score. Tannehill's going to have to throw, and uh, he seems to really trust Humphreys. Um, we had to saw a big game out of Jonu Smith, and then last week we didn't see a whole lot. So Humphreys, especially in a PPR, could be a, a sneaky guy to play this week. EY, I want to ask you, man. I don't watch the Titans probably as close as I should. No, you probably shouldn't. But, no. <laughs> but ultimately... It's, it's painful. What What's the deal with Corey Davis, man? Is it just he's not good, he can't get on the same page with any of the quarterbacks? Because we made the excuse for him that Marcus Mariota wasn't getting him the ball. And we saw that first game with Tannehill take over, and we thought that, all right, well, maybe this is what Corey Davis finally needed. Someone who can consistently target him, consistently get him the ball out in space, and he's going to make the most of it. But now it's two games in a row where he's let us down again. You talk about Adam Humphreys who's coming along, and A.J. Brown is actually the one that's stepping up and making the most plays. And he's playing more snaps. So, you know, what are you seeing out of this Titans passing attack right now? What is wrong with Corey Davis? Is he just not good? Is that, is that the answer? Well, I think it comes down to the the, the bare minimum. Is this look like Tannehill? I think is is a very obvious and present upgrade at the quarterback position. But in no way is Ryan Tannehill a good quarterback. I mean, like we've seen this guy play football before. Um, he is an improvement. The Titans want to run the ball. They want to control the clock. They want short passes. Um, I think Davis is a great athlete. Is he a good wide receiver in the NFL? Uh, we don't know yet. I think when they throw it his way, he looks good. I mean, he makes some good catches, but Brown does seem like the more explosive option at this point. We take a break here. When we come back, Zakis joins the program. Inside Injuries, the update's next. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Inside Injuries with Virginia Zakis. Tis but a scratch. A scratch? Your arm's off. All right, Thursday brings us 
from inside injuries. Virginia Zakis, what's happening, Virginia? Hey guys, how's it going? It's going very, very well. How's it going with you? Yeah. Going well. Busy week of injuries. Lot of injuries this week, not just in the NFL either. Now you're dealing with what's going on with Ben Simmons last night, Triple J in the NBA as well. Not a good return for him, Frank. But in the NFL, of course, it's always plentiful. So let me begin with what happened last week to Adam Thielen. He returned uh, in this game. He had a couple of weeks off uh, with a hamstring injury. It didn't even take him a quarter to re-injure himself. He says, it's not severe. I'll be back soon. Is that true? Yeah, unfortunately, anytime there's an aggravation um, to a hamstring injury like this, it's definitely more serious the second time around. Um, you know, two weeks, around two weeks wasn't enough for it to heal last time. We're now saying that he needs four weeks um, from last weekend for the injury to heal. So actually saying that he shouldn't return until around week 13. Um, they have a bye in week 12. So I think there's a pretty good chance that that happens. If he returns uh, in week 11, he's going to be at a very, very high risk of injury. Um, he's already not expected to play this weekend. So hopefully he sits out through week 13 and then he's good for the final month of the season. So here you go, Adam Thielen, this is week 10. They have a bye week 12, so be out 10, 11, 12, essentially. You get him back for the fantasy playoffs. Adam Thielen, not going to be a part of your fantasy playoff push. Yeah, and I think that makes a lot of sense as well. Just based on somebody re-injuring their hamstring, they usually do take a couple of weeks off after that. So going to likely miss this week, next week as well, and then they have that bye in week 12. So not what Adam Thielen owners want to hear, but maybe music to Stefan Diggs's owner's ears sure. right now, Greg. And I someone that we... You had a dream about Stefan Diggs? I think so. Former Maryland Terrapin, so yeah. wouldn't surprise me. You're always dreaming about those Terps, Greg. Sure am, Somebody man. that we share on a team together, Ooh, Greg. Let's talk. That we really need to find out about here, Virginia. Oh, yes, we do. Is James Conner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Apparently, he's been practicing on a limited basis. He said last week on his radio show that he was going to play last week. Well, guess what? He did it. He did not play last week. How are we looking for this week when it comes to James Conner and that AC joint sprain? So our outlook now is uh, pretty similar to what it was last week for James Conner. He's dealing with an AC sprain to his right shoulder. Um, this is an injury that might not heal within a few weeks, but players should be able to return and play pretty well. Um, a lot of it is a pain management issue. That doesn't mean that you know Conner should have played last week because he likely would have been in a lot of pain had he played. Um, sometimes when we say pain management, a lot of you know us viewers want to just say, suck it up, you'll be fine. But um, it can be pretty painful, but I do think he should be able to play this weekend unless this is a more serious um, sprain than they're letting on. But I think he'll be good to go. Um, he is still a high injury risk just because, you know, anytime he takes a big hit or if he falls hard on that side, he could aggravate it. But his health performance factor is in the above average category, um, which indicates he should play pretty well this weekend. Right, James Conner. All right, Greg. All right. Let's go. go. James Conner, get back in the lineup. You read something earlier today that expected that James Conner would miss it this Yeah, week. so they immediately cut somebody off the practice squad, added a running or added running back to the active roster. And I don't know if that was related to Trey Edmonds or James Conner. Yeah, probably Ed, the the former. But Ed Bouchette, a, a very popular and very, very good beat reporter uh, from Pittsburgh, does not think that we will see James Conner this Sunday. We'll see. Yeah, we shall see. Trey Edmonds also dealing with an injury, so they need some bodies there in the backfield, so that might make some sense for them as well. I was talking about Survivor earlier this week, because I'm still in Survivor, and I, I need to win this week. And The most obvious solution for me, Virginia, is to go with the Indianapolis Colts. But of course, their starting quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, didn't really play last week after injuring his knee. It looked like an MCL sprain. Nothing 
uh, super, super significant. But it did keep him out all last week. He practiced on a limited basis yesterday. Do we think that Jacoby Brissett plays on Sunday? Um, right now, I think it's probably slightly better than 50-50 that he plays. Um, it looked like he, so his front leg was planted as one of his linemen fell into his leg. Um, he also sort of appeared to tweak his ankle on the play, but I think his knee is more of an issue. Um, I didn't see anything that was too concerning on the play. Um, and like many quarterbacks, he was already wearing a large brace on his, uh, lead leg. Um, a lot of, a lot of quarterbacks do it to protect themselves from this exact kind of injury. So, um, if he does play, expect to see him wear a brace, um, his mobility could very well be limited, but it's the kind of injury that he should should be able to play through, um, if not this week, next week, and should be able to play uh, pretty well on it. So he's an elevated injury risk, but I think he has a decent chance uh, playing Week 10. All right, so we'll take that. Quarterback, uh, in, in a game, that, but the thing is, the game they should win, right? You're facing Miami. You don't necessarily want to push it. I, I obviously very much like them to play Jacoby Brissett, so I hope they do. But even with Brian Hoyer, you should probably feel pretty good about the Colts and Survivor this week anyway. Look, Brian Hoyer just threw three touchdowns against a really good Steelers secondary. Virginia, I want to pivot to another quarterback in the AFC, and that is Patrick Mahomes, who right up until game time last week was a game time decisions, and he was he was questionable, and it seemed like you know maybe there was a chance he could go. Ultimately, they let him rest one more week. He was a full participant in practice yesterday as he's dealing with that knee injury. I know all along that inside injuries has had a longer timetable for Patrick Mahomes, but you've also said that you think this is something that he can play through once he's good to go. Is this one of those weeks in week 10 where he will be good to go? Yeah, so getting past that three-week mark is huge for this type of injury. Um, and it was exactly three weeks ago that he was hurt. So I do think the fact that they held him out last week is very good news for his overall health. Um, he's still a high injury risk, but his numbers have improved significantly over the last week. Um you know, when, when a player dislocates their kneecap, there's always going to be a higher chance for the rest of the season that they dislocate it again. Um, that MPFL ligament in there is likely still stretched out. It's not going to get back to normal yet. Um, and there could also be some cartilage damage still going on in there. Um, still believe it's possible that he could also need surgery in the off season, although not sure about that. Um, and that's, that's not necessarily, that doesn't mean that he can't try to play through it. So I think it's still going to be painful. Um, we're sticking with our original six-week optimal recovery time. I think his mobility is going to be affected a little bit. Um, he's not going to be able to scramble and kind of make those wild plays or as many wild plays as he sometimes does. But I think he's got a pretty good shot at playing this weekend, um, but his style might change a little bit. All right, so the style can be not dissimilar from what we've seen of Matt Moore, who doesn't really have the ability to move at this stage of his career, but obviously can make all the throws he needs to. And maybe that's what we get from Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. Yeah, Greg, I just want to remind people that, you know, he was already hampered with an ankle injury earlier in the season That's right, high ankle that was affecting his play as well. So we might see more of that Patrick Mahomes rather than the Mahomes of the first couple of weeks where he was completely lighting up the scoreboard. I think he's still going to be very good, but is he going to be the clear-cut QB1 overall, the way that Lamar Jackson is playing with? I lean towards probably not, but he's likely going to still be a top-five option for your fantasy teams. Just keep in mind... You know, he's dealing with a lot right now between that knee and maybe even the ankle. So just keep these things in mind. Let me ask about a third quarterback, Frank, and it's another game I'm picking in Survivor. It's New Orleans and Atlanta. Matt Ryan, last time we saw, stand on the sideline. He didn't play through an ankle injury. Falcons had a bye. The expectation is he'll be back in that game. What do you think? Yeah, so we've given him a three-week optimal recovery time, which means his healthy to return date is in week 10. Um, he's not back in the low-risk category, of course, just because 
once a player suffers this kind of an ankle injury, the ligaments get stretched out and it takes a lot longer for them to get back to normal. So he's an elevated injury risk right now, um, but it looks like he's going to play. His health performance factor is also above average. So again, that's a sign. I think he's going to play uh, pretty well this weekend as long as they run him out there. All right, so sounds pretty good there from Virginia. I want to ask you about Alvin Kamara. Yep, yep. There's a lot of implications here because if Kamara is not 100%, maybe we see some more of Latavius Murray. Yesterday, I thought this was interesting that Alvin Kamara was still limited in practice. Now, I don't know if that was just because, all right, it's Wednesday, let's not push this guy too hard, but Virginia... I thought that coming back from the bye week, Alvin Kamara would have been 100% from this ankle injury. Is that not the case? What was his optimal recovery time, and should we be worried heading into week 10? Yeah, so we originally gave him a four-week optimal recovery time. Um, that's for a combination of his ankle and his knee. Knee injury looked like a mild MCL sprain, so that should you know, pretty much be healed within a few weeks. Ankle injury appeared to be a mild high ankle sprain. Um, so given that he had, we thought he had a four-week optimal recovery time, that means we think he should be good to go in week 10. Um, now, his injury risk is still elevated, so there's still some risk there, and there likely will be for at least the next few weeks. But I think he should be able to play. Um, if he doesn't get in a full practice either today or tomorrow, I will be a little bit more concerned. Um, but I'm hoping the limited practice on Wednesday was just you know, them easing him back into things, making sure his ankle and his knee respond well overnight. He doesn't experience too much swelling or soreness, um, no setbacks. And then, you know, again, hopefully he... He continues to improve at practice and do a little bit more by the end of the week. Um, and if that happens, I think he'll be good to go this weekend. Good news, Alvin Kamara, who should be ready to rock here this Sunday for the New Orleans Saints. Going a couple more players you want to get to here, Virginia. Let me stay at the running back position where David Johnson has deemed himself 100% ready to rock for this weekend. And Le'Veon Bell had an MRI in his knee, but he did return to practice on a limited basis today. Are both running backs ready to rock on Sunday? Yeah, so David Johnson dealing with that ankle injury, he tried to play through it um, and then went on to miss the next two weeks. Um, we're actually showing that he's going to hit his healthy to return date in week 10. Um, now, he's still a high injury risk because of this ankle injury and other injuries he's dealt with recently, um, but his health performance factor is hovering between the below average and above average category this weekend. So, you know, not too confident that he's going to have a huge game, um, but he should be able to go out there and uh, contribute. Um, hopefully the Cardinals don't uh, play him you know, every down um, and really run him to the ground. Hopefully they manage his reps. Um, Le'Veon Bell underwent an MRI on his knee. I didn't see any concerning plays in the game where he might have hurt it, but um, nothing structurally wrong with it. We're showing a grade one knee sprain. Um, so that's a milder knee sprain, two-week optimal recovery time. So we're actually showing that it's better if he misses this week and then waits to return in week 11. All right, so pay attention again to Bilal Powell and Ty Montgomery, Greg. And again, Powell is the one playing more snaps, seeing more touches over the past couple of weeks. Desperation play, but again, bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Makes people very desperate, Greg. Virginia, we appreciate the time. Let's do it again next week. Sounds good. I'll be back. Thanks. All right, fantastic. Kevin Ingram, well, he's not playing this week. Neither is A.J. Green, as we mentioned earlier on. When we come back, a Thursday night football preview. And is Mike Lyon? We'll answer those questions next.
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. The Chargers. All right, they have back-to-back wins. Everyone's like, oh, this is what L.A. does over the back half of the season. The first win came on a missed field goal, and it wasn't even a hard field goal. It was a Bears field goal. Was it a 40-yarder, 41? And then last week, the win coming against a team that flat-out didn't show up and said after the game, hey, we didn't show up. I'm not viewing that as a buy sign on L.A. Watch live weekdays, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern on SportsGrid and Zumo TV, channel 719. All right, lots to do, not that much time to do it, Frank. What do you want to do? You want to play first, or you want to do Thursday Night Football first? I want to make sure we get enough time for Thursday Night Football in, so let's start with that. All right, let's begin. Thursday Night Football is a good one tonight, EY. The Chargers head to Oakland to take on the Raiders last two times. Last time, these two two teams will play uh, in Oakland with the Raiders set to move to Vegas next year. Uh, You asked us during the break about starting Mike Williams tonight. I know Frank absolutely loves Mike Williams. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, this is a guy that I was super high on the offseason and hasn't done a whole lot but showed up last week. Um, <clears throat> even with Hunter Henry on the field, which I think a lot of people thought was going to affect his red zone play, I do I do think he scores a touchdown here. Uh, I think this is going to be a bit of a shootout. And, I mean, for me, the most surprising thing, thing in this game, uh, in this NFL season, is Derek Carr's quarterback play. He looks really good. Yeah, he does. The QB rating is up this year. Yards per attempt up for Derek Carr as well. That's why this game is actually a really, really tough one to call. It's one of these divisional matchups, and it's cliche. Oh, it's a division game. You know, it's going to come down to the wire. But I actually think that this is going to be a really, really close game because I think these teams are similar right now. You know, the Oakland Raiders offense is playing really well. They do have some cracks in the defense in terms of the secondary. You know, we'll talk about Mike Williams and Keenan Allen getting it done here, but they've been tougher against the run. So Melvin Gordon, if you have him, you're likely still using him. He's a high-end RB2 tonight. Uh, but yeah, let's let's start with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen here, Greg. That was a poll question. That's why I did. Last week... Both Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay went for over 100 yards and scored a touchdown. Oakland is allowing the second most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. How about this, Greg? Since Hunter Henry has returned, he actually leads the Chargers in target share, which is insane, 24% of the target share over the past month. That's just a massive amount for tight ends. So really, really like Hunter Henry tonight. But again, really like the wide receivers. Keenan Allen has not scored a touchdown since week three. I think that changes tonight. I think he gets in the end zone. Mike Williams has not scored a touchdown all season. He scored 10 touchdowns last year on limited targets. This year, he's actually playing all the time now and has not scored a touchdown. He has 69-plus yards, giggity, in four of the last five games. So I like the props. The over in receiving yards for both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams tonight, Craig. Mike Williams inside my top 24. Love him for fantasy. I think both of these guys are awesome tonight. You talked before about these uh, Melvin Gordon and how you like him tonight. He's been much better as of late. What does it mean for Austin Eckler? Yeah, I have Austin Eckler still as a low-end RB2 just because six teams on a bye, it's going to be hard to get away from him. And Melvin Gordon... 
Played a season-high 63% of the snaps last week. He actually had season highs across the board, Greg. 20 carries, 80 rushing yards, 2 rushing touchdowns. Austin Eckler, still very good, 16 touches. He had four receptions as well. But that was in a positive game script where, where they could afford to give both of those guys that many touches. We're talking about 36 combined touches last week for these running backs. I think we have a little bit more of a back-and-forth affair tonight between these Chargers and the Raiders. The one reason why I still do like Austin Eckler as a low-end RB2 is that the Raiders have struggled to stop receiving touchdowns this year to running backs. They've allowed four receiving touchdowns this season. Uh, They've been a little bit stronger just against the run in general. They are 11th in run defense DVOA. But based on the way things are trending, Melvin Gordon being used more, the carries are up, he's being used in the red zone. I like Melvin Gordon more than Austin Eckler, but if you own Eckler with the six teams on a bye, you're likely still getting him in your lineup just because of all those players we're missing. So the question I had was Austin Eckler or Jalen Samuels, and I have to make the decision tonight. What do I do? I think James Conner is going to play. Okay. I think based on the diagnosis we just got from Virginia, everything that we've seen so far, I understand James Conner is limited. I think that he's going to play now. Him and Samuels, maybe they're closer to a 50-50 split, but I'd rather just take the points for sure. I mean, there's still a chance that James Conner plays and dominates the touches, and then you're left with a Jalen Samuels who you don't know how much work he's going to get. And it's a tough matchup going up against the Rams. They have been really good against running backs. So uh, it's a close call, but I, I would go with Austin Eckler. Probably more so of the safer option, but just to guarantee that I get myself some points. Let me go to the other side. Let me go to the Oakland Raiders side of the football. And EY tonight, Tyrell Williams is in that revenge game for the Raiders going up against his old team, the Chargers. Would you start Tyrell tonight? Yeah, I would, and, I, and I'm actually going to do that in, in two of my leagues, actually. Tyrell Williams is uh, benefiting from Antonio Brown leaving the Raiders, obviously. He was set to be the number two. Uh, this is a guy that, when he's been given an opportunity, has kind of always shown up. I mean, there was a, a few down games last year, but he's looked pretty good this year as the number one re- wide receiver, which is, I think, a surprise to me and a surprise to most. But Tyrell Williams um, is somewhere I'm definitely starting tonight. Yeah, we were talking about this downstairs, Greg, and it's a revenge game for Tyrell Williams going up against the Chargers, and we both kind of agreed that it wouldn't surprise us if John Gruden is actually going out of his way to make sure that Tyrell Williams scores a touchdown against his former team. He has scored a touchdown in five of six games played. I think that he is a solid wide receiver three, still a bit of a tougher matchup going up against Casey Hayward here, but I think John Gruden is going to try his best to get Tyrell Williams in the end zone here, Greg, and I think if you're really desperate, again, in in a PPR league, if you need a bi-week replacement, I think Hunter Renfro is a viable option over the past two weeks, leads the Raiders in target share, more targets than Darren Waller, more targets than Tyrell Williams. He has been that PPR guy in the slot over the middle of the field for Derek Carr. Obviously, you're getting Darren Waller in your lineup, and then it's just a great matchup here for Josh Jacobs. Pay attention to the offensive lineman situation for the Raiders. Rodney Hudson and Trent Brown are questionable for tonight, but the Chargers are allowing 4.46 yards per carry to opposing running backs, the 10th most fantasy points, and over his past four games, Josh Jacobs is averaging 22.5 carries per game and 108.3 rushing yards per game. The rookie has just been phenomenal. He is inside my top five running backs this week, Greg. Top five running backs for Josh Jacobs, and it makes sense. He has been absolutely amazing. Anything else on this game, Frank, before we move on? Uh, just throw, we, we didn't mention Philip Rivers' name, but obviously if we like the wide receivers, if we like Hunter Henry, uh, Philip Rivers is inside my top 12 this week. Uh, Oakland has allowed 22 passing touchdowns this season. That is the second most in the NFL. This is a game where you pretty much start everybody, Greg, if you can. 
makes sense to me. Before we move on to Is Mike Lyon, I want to tell you that if you want two risk-free wagers of up to $1,000, then go back and check out pointsbet.com slash grid. You can open up a PointsBet sports wagering account, enter the promo code GRID, and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to 1000 bucks. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you play in tonight's NFL game, you bet the Chargers down at minus one, they're at minus two now. Then they beat the Raiders by seven points, you receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to a grand. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. New Jersey only. 21 and over. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. EY, are you ready for your first ever edition of Is Mike Lyon? I was born ready. All right. How it works. I will read a statement. You will let me know if it is true or I am lying. And we alternate based you on alternate who answers who first. Goes first. Okay. If the answer is false, you will each have two chances each to try to guess the right answer. Okay. All right. Are you guys ready? Yes, sir. All right. Let me give it that. Here. Let's go. Fire it Mike. up. All right. Give me some music, Danny. Thank you, my friend. Let's do it. Uh, EY, you are uh, going first. Here we go. Age before beauty. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he did that. <laughs> All right. Mike Evans leads the NFL in targets inside the red zone. Uh, false. False. Frank. I saw a stat on end zone targets yesterday, but red zone, I will say, I will say this is true. It is not true. Eric <laughs> is correct. It is false. One nothing. Eric, EY, there are two players that have more NFL, I'm sorry, targets inside the red zone than Mike Evans. Can you name one? Let's go with uh, Tyrell Williams. It is not Tyrell Williams. Frank, tie it up. I'll say Cooper Cup. It is not Cooper Cup. EY, one more chance to get a point here. Uh, Tyler Lockett. It is not Tyler Lockett, Frank. <sighs> DK Metcalf. It is not DK uh. Metcalf. Question is over. We are looking for either Kenny Galladay. Makes sense. Or Travis Kelsey. Both have nine red zone targets on the year. The stat that I saw was that Mike Evans leads the NFL in end zone targets, which are different than red zone targets. We go to you, Frank. Austin Hooper leads all tight ends in fantasy points per game. That is correct. That is true, says Frank. EY. I'm going to go with true as well. You go with true, and you were both correct. It is, in <laughs> fact, true. We go back to Eric Young for this one. With a minimum of 12 targets, Stefan Diggs leads the NFL in yards per target. True. True, says Eric. <laughs> so now I have to decide if I want to keep Pace with EY because if I get this wrong, it's going to be hard we to run climb out of time. Out we run out of time of a three-one deficit. I will say true as well. It is true. That is correct. Nice shot, EY, who answered without hesitation. That was awesome. <laughs> Question number four goes to Frank. Julian Edelman leads all wide receivers with six rushing attempts on the year. Leads all wide receivers in rushing attempts with six. I will say that it's false. False, says Frank. EY. False. False. False is correct. It is false. There are two players that have double the amount. I know one of them for sure. E that Julian Edelman does. Frank knows one for sure. Robert Woods. Robert Woods is correct. E Frank, you are tied at four. 
EY, there is one more other player. Can you get it? Cordero Patterson. It is Cordero Patterson. God. That is correct. <laughs> no, he's running back eligible. That is awesome. Uh. <laughs> Question number five goes back to EY. Eric, Leonard Fournette leads all running backs in targets with 31. True. True, says EY. Frank. Targets with 31? Yes, 31 targets on the year. I will say that is false. It is false. Yeah! Frank ties it up at five. EY, there are three players that have more targets than Leonard Fournette this season. Can you name one? Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is correct. He leads the NFL running backs and targets with 60. Frank, there's two more. Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is also correct. He has 52. EY, there's one more player. Can you get him? Is it, uh, let's go Ezekiel Elliott. It is not Ezekiel <sighs> Elliott. Frank, you have one more chance to get this right. You will take the lead if you do. He had that lull. He had a lot last week. I'll say Le'Veon Bell. It is not Le'Veon Bell. The answer we were looking for was James White. Ah, James White. Ah. That's 55. We have enough time, I will say, for one more question. Are we tied right We're now? totally tied at six. We have enough time for one more question. Let's do it. Here we go. The question is, no running back has as many receiving touchdowns, EY, as Austin Eckler's five. True or false? False. False. Frank. Oh, we got to make things interesting, don't we? I'm trying to think. He has five receiving touchdowns. Nobody has more. No than running back has more. No running back has more than five receiving touchdowns this season. All right, just running through. Do, 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 do. I need an answer, man. Uh, I am going to go opposite of what EY said. Saying true. Yes. So we do have a winner. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of is Mike Lying. EY ah! Young. However, however, Frank, it was false, which means you can guess the answer. Oh, well, I just heard EY say it. EY, he's his first. Your guess is Christian McCaffrey. Is that correct? Yep. That is not correct. Oh, wow. Frank, we go over to you. You have a chance. You have 30 seconds. You need an answer. Receiving touchdowns. It's not Austin Eckler. Left in the show is 30 seconds. Uh, This guy doesn't have receiving touchdowns. I know. I'm thinking, Greg. This is it. Everything's on the line. You got 15 seconds. I am going to say... For Eric Young. Frank Stanfield, I'm Greg Sussman. Do you have an answer? I'm going to say... I've got nothing. Your winner is EY. The answer is Jamal Williams. These guys will see you tomorrow. We hope. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. What did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the BFFs. We have a lot going on this weekend. Yes, it is. My uh, my birthday Saturday night. I won't 
really be able to celebrate it. That's why, tomorrow. that's why I'm doing it tomorrow. Friday, I'll be celebrating my birthday. And then Saturday, the big extravaganza. It's going down. All right, let's get into uh, what we're doing on the show today, shall we? All right, on the show, we got the leftovers coming up in just a few moments. We'll let you know who's still on the waiver wire, who's worth going out there uh, and, and getting in fantasy basketball. I picked up Super Mario Herzonia. That's where we are in, in fantasy waivers. Not in our league, Frank. I know I, I didn't want to yield that. Um, well, we don't have anyone to drop, Craig. I, I might have been down with it, but our team is too stacked. All right, after that, we got inside injuries with Virginia Zakis. Virginia will join us today. We have coming up a Thursday night football preview. Chargers and Raiders, as Frank said, it's a a good one, and then we're going to play a very special edition of Is Mike Lying with a special guest host, me. So, it's Is Greg Lying? No, no, the, the show is named Is Mike Lying. I don't want to take Florio's show away from him. That's fair. But it's, Did he copyright it? I, he might have. It's trademarked. Probably not. The whole deal. <laughs> but I will fill in for Mike Florio and host Is Mike Lying uh, to wrap up today's show. I'm going to have to do it earlier because I want to make sure we you know, get it in. There's a lot of questions. Okay, this might be one of the only things in life that I can actually beat Eric Young at because we know I won't beat him at anything uh, involving athleticism. physicality yes. or athleticism. So this is my only shot. So I will be trying my best. I also will note, EY, Frank spent a good hour before the show studying. And I was like, are you seriously studying? What are you talking about, Greg? I'm doing my rankings. Are you really studying right I'm, now? I'm doing my rankings. What are you, what are you talking about? I'm currently doing my rankings. He's scared of being beaten. Up right He's scared here, of being beaten. They're right here, Greg. Look, look at the rankings page. I'm updating my rankings. Greg has no idea what he's talking about, as usual. I knew exactly what I was talking about, Frank. <laughs> I'm calling you right out. You didn't. You felt like that's. It's all right. You know what? I got to study to to keep up. Uh, keep up with EY. To keep pace. Yeah. All right. Gotta stay sharp. So, so that is what is happening. On today's program, uh, it should be a good one. Let's start out with a couple of news and notes before we get to the leftovers. The first, AJ Green's ankle hurts, so he's like, you know what? I gotta play on Sunday, and we're like, yeah, we know AJ what Green they, what, out on Sunday. What they call that? What they call that? Uh, what they call that? Uh, Finleyitis. Yes, exactly. Finleyitis. Finleyitis. Yeah. Gonna call. <laughs> yeah. It's painful. Exactly. Yeah, he's coming down with a serious case of it. But we've said this all along, right? He's going into a contract year. He wants to get paid. Why is he going to risk his health for a team that is going nowhere? They are winless. And he has said in the past that he wants to remain a Bengal for life. A lot of people say things that they don't necessarily mean. So we'll see what happens. Money talks in the offseason. I'm sure A.J. Green would like to join a contending team as well. I don't think that the Cincinnati Bengals will be contending anytime soon. The timeline just doesn't match up here. Uh, I, you know, again, I think at this point in his career, he wants to get paid. He wants to try to compete. And the Cincinnati Bengals are going through a rebuild. So I don't think it makes a lot of sense for him to remain with the Cincinnati Bengals. But we shall see.